from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Dustin Sweetelson, the big guy, live downtown Las Vegas at the D. And it's nice to see a familiar face, Wes Reynolds who uh, you can have arguments, but many would say sharpest guy here at VEASAN. VEASAN tonight, of course, along with Matt Humans, 9P to 12A Pacific. And then, of course, the best golf podcast you can find. You can go find it. VEASAN.com usually drops on Tuesdays. Long Shots podcast at Wes Reynolds 1 on Twitter. Wes, it's great to see you. How are you? Fellas, uh, good to be with you. I'm doing well. Good. And you should be doing well because by our math, are you on a 70, 56 and two run over at VEASAN.com with the picks 70, 56 and two, my friend. I think so. I came up empty on the golf this weekend though. This is not one of my better tournaments. Had him in position on Sunday with uh Zalatoris and Cantlay, but Hideki Matsuyama decided to uh, shoot nine under and uh, uh, almost shoot a course record at Riviera. So, uh, Fortunately, I uh, came up a little empty on Sunday on the golf course. All right. And you can check out the Great Mexico Open preview at vcin.com. And of course, long shots aforementioned the podcast. Let's back up to yesterday before we get to today's slate as far as college hoops, Wes. Kind of a tricky spot for UConn last night. There was variance as far as the three-point uh, three shooting. Of course, 14 for Creighton and just three of 16 for UConn. Kind of felt like they had an elixir with Kalkbrenner. And Klingon, what did you take away from Creighton's big win, 85-66 over UConn last night? Yeah, Patrick, it was just a tough spot for UConn. And look, they looked tremendous on Saturday against Marquette. And I was on the wrong side of that one, was on the right side of going against them last night. But look, they were clearly, I think, you know, the rightful number one ranking. But that doesn't mean it was them and everybody else. And I think that perception kind of got out there. And look, Shaka Smart was obviously saying this is the best UConn team that we have played, even better than the national title team last year. Uh, And he might be right. But 
We also forget that this Creighton team's pretty good too. This team made the Elite Eight and probably should have made the Final Four. Got a shaky call against them late in the uh, Elite Eight round against San Diego State. So this is a very good Creighton team too. This is a team that could certainly make a Final Four. And there are probably about 20 teams that can actually, like you could say, yeah, I can see them in the Final Four because of all the parity and because of the transfer portal, that being the great equalizer. So, you know, you have to turn over your roster. Roster management is the most important thing now in college basketball. What do you think about that? Do you do you enjoy the fact that we've got 20 teams, like you said, that could end up in Phoenix in the Final Four? Or did you like the old model? Uh, you know, I'm a little bit in the middle. Look, I think we like teams that are consistently good every year because it means more when they get knocked out, whether it's a Carolina or a Duke or Kansas or somebody like that. Uh, what used to be Indiana, not so much in recent years at my right. alma mater, but uh, yeah, you, you like those good teams, but you like teams that get a chance. I, I think Miami was a nice story last year. First time they ever made the final four in the history of the program. Uh, San Diego state out of the mountain West. First time Florida Atlantic goes on a great run. And that's kind of the beauty and the brutality of the NCAA tournament, Florida Atlantic. You can make an argument that they should have got beaten the first round by Memphis. Uh, Memphis kind of had a questionable call go against them late and uh, Florida Atlantic could have been out in the first round. They end up making the final four. So that's what, you know, March madness is all about. You also saw West West Reynolds joining us here. You also saw the variance in three point shooting with 11 Baylor at 25 BYU last night, 78, 71 for BYU five of 20 from three for Baylor, 14 of 36 BYU. It's like there's that similar line that you can draw from Yukon Creighton down to Baylor BYU. Yeah, I think exactly. Uh, first and foremost, BYU, that's a tough place to play. I know that they're new to the Big 12. We saw the Big 12 teams, the new schools, Baylor, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, take a pounding on the gridiron, but not necessarily on the hardwood because those are tough home courts, and it's tough to win at the Marriott Center when you got 21,000 in there. And Baylor, I think you told the story, Patrick, that was regression from three-point range because I think they're number three in the country, shooting a little bit over 40% mm -hmm. as a team, and then only make five of 20-something. So, you know, BYU got down early and then kind of kept him at bay because I was watching a lot of that game, uh, kept him at bay in the second half. Every time Baylor would make a run, BYU'd make a basket, stretch it to five, stretch it to seven. So, look, it's tough to win on the road, especially in these power conferences. Okay, so let's do this, Wes. If you don't have UConn nor Purdue kind of separating themselves from the pack, let's go with the Wes Reynolds power rankings. Okay, so if we were to go one through five right now, I am putting you on the spot. I understand. And I'm not talking about the rankings as far as right now. I'm talking about sure. you, neutral. Okay, so who would you go one? Yeah, look, uh, I, I still would go Connecticut number one. Uh, I think uh, they've got a core that returned from a national championship team. They've got a big man. They've got guys like Cam Spencer, like Tristan Newton, that can be good shot makers. You look at the shooting percentages, they're not like spectacular. They don't jump off the page, but these are guys that are big time shot makers in big time situations. So I'd still go Connecticut one. Uh Probably you would have to go Houston too, just because their defense is so good. Now I worry a little bit about Houston and we saw that last year uh, in the NCAA tournament when they get against a team that are like elite shot makers, sometimes they can't keep up. Now Iowa state, even though Iowa state stayed within the number, thanks to TJ Otzelberger, uh, not fouling down eight with 25 seconds yes. left to go. But uh, so uh, look, Iowa state's not an elite shot making team. They're an elite defensive team, but 
when you get these teams that can make shots like at like an Alabama, like an Illinois, that's where they can maybe run into trouble. So I'd go Houston or Connecticut, Houston, Purdue. I put Alabama number four. And this Alabama team is actually less talented than I think the team that Nate Oates had last year down there in Tuscaloosa. Of course, you lose Brandon Miller. He was the number two pick in the draft. You lose Clowney, who was a first-round pick. Betty Ako transfers. Jaden Bradley transfers to Arizona. And you have to, like, replace your whole roster. Basically, the only guy they brought back that was a starter was Mark Sears. This team, look, Alabama plays modern basketball in 2024. It is all about, and we hear it from all the analytics guys, and it's absolutely true, it is three in rim rate. And if you looked at that shot chart for Alabama last Saturday against Texas A&M, all of them were threes or all of them were in the paint. I think there was like one little bubble that was outside uh, in that mid range. And it's like, if you take a mid range shot for this team, your butt's going to the bench. And that's just the way it is. And I like the way Alabama's playing right now. They kind of overscheduled. If you remember, remember they lost those three games in a row. They lost to Purdue and Toronto. They lost to Creighton in Omaha. And then they lost Arizona out in Phoenix. They overscheduled, but ever since then, this team, this team has been right there. And then probably number five, it's kind of a tie, I would say, between Arizona, I think is right there. Tennessee is right there. No, they finally have an elite shot maker in Dalton Connect that they haven't had in the NCAA tournament. Always good defensively, but we know Rick Barnes has struggled in March. And and so so I would put them there and maybe and maybe, you know. Purdue is also right in that mix and Purdue same bugaboo as Rick Barnes, Matt Painter, I think does a great job in the regular season, but just hasn't been able to get over that hump in March. Yeah. The point distribution for Nate Oates and Alabama is hilarious, but they make their threes. They also make their free throws and they're going to play as fast as anybody. So that's mm-hmm. a tough matchup. They've got a the fireworks tonight in Tuscaloosa, which we can talk when we come back here, Wes. Of course, Florida's a good offensive team as well. But I wanted to ask you about this because I mentioned at the onset, I think most would agree you're probably the sharpest dude, not just at VEASAN, but one of the sharpest in the community that is the betting community. I want to talk about your volume. So if you go to VEASAN.com slash picks, you will see that Wes is perpetually near the top of the rankings. But what also is fascinating is nobody fires more than you. Can we talk about the volume? Well, yeah, sure. And look, it's not for everybody. I don't recommend it for everybody. If you're not comfortable at it or, or whatnot, don't fire if you're not comfortable. But I have found at least for me, I do pretty well with second halves and, and, you know, there's a diff, there's a different uh, handicap for that uh, necessarily, you know, kind of looking at, what the number was and you know, and then you got to look quickly at the box scores, especially when they're coming off rattling off. You got to look at the box score. You got to look at the shooting percentages. You got to look at the foul distribution and you only have like 15 or 20 minutes to do this. So it's hard to do it in every game. And then, you know, there's a little bit of screen watching there, of course, too. Uh, you know, when you have a high volume, because if it's a short board, like on a Monday, yeah, you can do it. But if it's Saturday and you've got 15 games going into half at like a 10 minute span, then you have to incorporate a little bit of screen watching. So look, college basketball is what I'm more comfortable with in, in, in volume. Like I don't do volume in hockey because I don't bet hockey every day and I'm not as comfortable and I'm not as good at it. So, you know, it's tougher to do volume NFL. It's just less games. So I don't do as much NFL volume necessarily either, but, uh, you know, you got to do it. If you're going to fire, you got to be comfortable in your sport and it's got to be kind of one of your specialty deals. If you're going to do that. I'm, I'm going to a little anecdote off of Wes, what Wes just said about betting college games at the break. 
I'll take you back well before Wes and I were even at VEASAN, about 10 years ago, 2014. I was heavily betting college basketball, but I didn't have a good feel for second halves. So I was following Wes, and I had no clue who he was. I was following Wes on Twitter, and as soon as college basketball games would go to the break, I'd be refreshing his Twitter page incessantly, waiting for him to hand out second-half candy. And then when Wes would hand out a second-half play, I would just blindly bet it. And that is... You know you've been doing this for a long time. That was probably 10 years ago. Now we obviously work together, friends now at VEASAN. But I used to just absolutely rip your second half plays. And then if you put it out on Twitter, I'd blindly bet it. Yeah, look, and a lot of this, look, it's a lot of work. I mean, you're you're in front of a television, in front of a screen all day long if you're going to do this and, uh, you know, fire that heavy. So I appreciate the kind words, though, Patrick. Uh, we, it wasn't all candy, though. Uh, you know, it was some other things, too. Uh, we had some bad days as well. I, I, I think I was in a relationship at the time, and she used to say, <laughs> Wes Candy, and I was like, yes, we can't go to dinner yet because I'm waiting for Wes to drop his second half plays. Wes who, Reynolds like, won. Who the hell is this Rube from Indiana, and why are you waiting on his tweets? No, because you had like a general as your avatar, so nobody knew who you were. We're back with Wes Reynolds next. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, everybody loves something for free, and we've got the Contenders, Pretenders, NBA at the break betting primer, which is absolutely free. All of our NBA analysts got together and put out the primer. You can find it at vcin.com slash guide. Futures bets to make right now. Eastern and Western Conference analysis, betting tips for the rest of the season. Go to vcin.com slash guide. So just a quick correction as Bill noted in the daily newsletter, after football season, it's kind of an annual tradition. We tweak the lineup a little bit here on VEASAN. And, of course, VEASAN tonight with Wes 
and Maddie Humans has moved to 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. Now, the reason for the move is because then the last two hours are aired right before Mitch and Pauly when you wake up with the boys in the morning. So it's a great spot for both Matt and Wes. So you can find them 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern. VEASAN tonight, Wes Reynolds joins us, and we're appreciative of another segment. Wes Reynolds won. We were joking during the break about how I would wait for West back in the day to post the second half plays in college hoops. And he was one of the dudes. And again, at the time, the avatar was random. So I didn't know if this was a three, like a seven-year-old girl, seven-year-old boy, or a sharp dude in Indiana placing bets. But I knew that it was a dude from Indiana because outside of a couple of wrestling tweets or first half or second half bets, you would constantly talk about the Indiana Hoosiers. So I kind of had a feel for who you were as I was lurking and stalking you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Trying to get that program back is that was the first team, you know, like we talk about not even betting, but just sports fandom. Of course, that ended up being my alma mater. That was the first sports team I fell in love with because, of course, that was the, you know, peak of the Bob Knight years in, in the mid late 1980s and won a championship when I was a young kid and wanting them to get back there. And uh, they haven't gotten back since, except for the one final four in 2002. And what would you do with Woody, Mike Woodson? They're going to give him another year, but I think we've kind of seen, uh, you know, what Mike Woodson is and, and what he has brought. And the fact that Quinn Buckner is the head of the board of trustees, of course, Quinn Buckner, a legendary Indiana hall of famer as well. So he was the one that made the hire and not the athletic director. But I think there's one more year here. It, it just seems like it's hit a wall, Patrick, and they're not going to the NCAA tournament barring a miracle in the big 10 tournament, which uh, Indiana of course has never won in its existence. Yeah, as I told you, you know, Steve Torrey over at Mad Dog Sports Radio is obsessed with Indiana basketball, and he is crestfallen this year. Now, there is a spot for him tonight, 713, Nebraska's at Indiana. This is one of your plays, Wes. I've got Indiana laying a point and a half here. Yeah, I took plus one. I'd still lay the the point or point and a half, or if you want to bet the money line and take that out of play. Indiana, look, this is not the season for them and, and it's going nowhere, but I do think this is a good situation. And I keep in mind, Nebraska has not won on the road in the big 10 yet. They've won one road game. Now it was in the octagon of doom against Kansas state, which is a tough place to win. But Nebraska kind of reminds me a little bit of the Maryland of the big 10 last year, where Maryland was like unbeatable at home, could beat everybody and then couldn't win on the road. And Indiana, it's just kind of that time where it's like, you know what? They're down. They got beat at home on Sunday by Northwestern. I know it ended up a three-point game, but they were down 15 with like five minutes left to go. So it wasn't that close. And I just think when everybody's kind of been down on them, it was like the Iowa spot a couple weeks ago. And everybody's really down on this team. They tend to come up with a decent effort, at least in a one-game situation at home. It's also going to be announced that they're going to lose out on a uh, five-star McDonald's All-American recruit to Maryland today. So I'm sure that's made Mike Woodson and the staff pretty salty. And uh, maybe they take it out on the Huskers tonight. I do like Indiana. Okay, Wes has got six plays in total. You can find three of them over at VEASAN.com. But I want to get two more in. You, you've got to play on Duke at Miami and Larinaga tonight. Duke's laying six and a half on the road. Yeah, uh, I actually took a bad number overnight. I didn't get the best of it. I took five and a half. There's actually some sevens out there right now. And a lot of that is because of the Nigel Pack injury, because he is not likely to go for Miami tonight. 
hurts them offensively, does not hurt them defensively. If anything, it helps them defensively because Nigel Pack is not a very good and willing defender. Miami has been probably, we were talking about disappointment with Indiana, but Miami was in the final four last year and they had the core. Everybody except Isaiah Wong was pretty much back for this team. And you know, they're going to be fortunate, uh, you know, to make a run to even get close to the NCAA tournament. I think they're six and nine in the ACC, but I think that maybe this is kind of the back against the wall spot, like your last chance, your Waterloo game, if you will, and having Duke come into town, I would still take Miami. I know the money has moved and the line has moved toward Duke, but Miami's got multiple guys that can create off the dribble. And that's what Jim Laranaga does offensively. They got multiple guys that can put it on the floor. Duke kind of struggles with some of their young kids to guard off the bounce. So uh, I still like the hurricanes here, even without Nigel Pack. Wes, this is not an official play, but I want to ask you about it because we've got a total of 174 and a half down in Tuscaloosa, Florida. We know they're great offensively. Alabama, you just talked about these two teams want to go, go, go with the pace. The number's been bet up to 10 with Alabama and 174 and a half. I don't expect an official play, but just your thoughts on the matchup. I feel like that's a little high, Patrick, just because Florida, we know what Alabama can do offensively, but but this Florida team is really good and very dynamic uh, offensively. The kid uh, Zion Pullen, the UC Riverside transfer has been kind of a godsend for them along with Walter Clayton. This is number 10 in offensive efficiency in the Ken Palm second in offensive rebounding behind Texas A&M. So it's not a great shooting team per se. When you look at the shooting percentages are kind of mid pack in college basketball, but these are guys that, that can get second opportunities and, Get, 10 just looks high, but Alabama, they've been so potent. I'm reluctant to go against them. But if you made me, now that it's up to 10, I think the Gators a little bit more tempting because a lot of people like in Alabama today, this was only like seven and a half, eight in the overnight. Wes, I think people consider you a little bit to be a man of mystery. I talked about the 70, 56, and two run. You know, an expert in golf, an expert in wrestling, an expert in every sport, an expert in music an expert in television. So I ask you that because I've got to know you a little bit and you don't really run that hot as far as temperament. I don't consider I like, I think of sports betting as ego based and you play a ton of plays and you fire a lot and you're always at the top of the list as far as the rankings. But do you consider yourself super competitive? I mean, a little bit. I mean, the, most of it is competing with yourself. I mean, because you obviously want to be better than you were in the season, but you know, getting into like these football contests, whether it's a circa million or whether it's the super contest uh, over at the uh, Superbook sports at Westgate. Yeah. You want to compete. You want to be the best. And I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but the main person you compete with is yourself. You know, it's, it's, you know, you're competing against the books too, but it's not like this war where it's like, Oh, I'm going to bang the book or the book is trying to screw me or something like that. No, it's just, they put a number up and can you beat it? So, you know, that's what I try to do. Your favorite sport to bet is college hoops. College hoops, golf, uh, college football, probably my three favorites. Are you still pounding the iced teas? Wes loves iced tea. Are you still going hard on the iced teas? I, I do. I've cut it down to two per three hour show now when I, when I come down to the uh, circus studio, but yeah, yeah. Got to keep the caffeine, especially now that we're, that we're on uh, later until uh, 11 uh, PM Pacific time. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I used to do like three or four a show. Now I'm down to two. So 
probably because the bathroom is like a hundred miles away and I don't want to make that walk multiple times. What have you found? What what have you found and really liked about working with Matt humans? Tell me about the show. He keeps you on your toes. You never know where he's going to go. And, uh, and, and I, and I got used to that. I mean, you never know which sport he's going to do or where the conversation is going to go. And, you know, having done this, you guys doing this a long time at mad dog. And obviously here at Beeson, there are sometimes look, you got a format. And then sometimes you just go where your show goes. Yep. And that's kind of yep. what we do a little bit on our program. What are you binging right now? I just finished the crown. It's so freaking good. What are you binging right now on television? I'm actually looking for something new, uh, uh, to be honest with you. So I am open for business and open for recommendations in terms of, uh, of new stuff. I, I, I like to watch those like documentaries. I did, by the way, watch that greatest night and pop on Netflix. If you have that, that yes. was about, we are, the, that was about, we are the world. Lionel Richie was the producer of it. Really good documentary. Wes Netflix can be hit or miss. That was a hit. I just watched yes. it this past weekend. Really well done. Snappy, brisk. Told you everything you needed to know. The Dylan angle was fantastic. Mem- Who like everything Al about Jarreau that was would great. Be the drunk. Who would have thought Al? I know, right? <laughs> would be the drunk. He's so smooth and casual, and he was the one that was dipping into that wine early. Uh, that was so good. That's a great recommendation. Well, if you have a recommendation for our buddy, Wes Reynolds at Wes Reynolds one on Twitter, keep it going. Thank you for the couple segments and congratulations on the time. Cause going into the morning show is great. It's 11 PM to 2 AM Eastern VEASAN tonight, Matt humans and Wes Reynolds. Thank you, Wes. Great to see you. Thanks fellas. There he goes. Wes Reynolds, the man in black. He is, he, uh, I would say big guy, Wes is kind of one of those guys, he's a renaissance man, but he's also a man of mystery because he just bets so much, you got to know about the personality. And he's not really, he's a really sweet guy. So it's not like he's uber competitive. You know, it's not about ego for him. Yeah, I see him at the top of the leaderboard. I'm gunning for him. He sees me, he goes, good yeah, for you, man. I'll be back. big guy's competitive. Aaron Halterman's next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VSIN pro. We've told you nonstop, but get involved. VSIN.com slash pro. Remember, if you're a pro, you get the daily best bets. We just talked to Wes, who's on a crazy run, 70, 56, and 2. Access to the betting splits, upcoming big dance betting guide, and also you can get involved in Sharp Money Survivor, but you have to be a pro. It's VSIN.com slash pro. We got you back here from Wes Reynolds to the plus money prince, racingdudes.com handicapper at racing underscore dudes. Now, we started the family videos because the objective is to give as many plays over three hours as we can from not just the two of us, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, but our sharp friends as well. Sharp friends we work with at VEASAN. We just had Wes Reynolds on giving you a few plays and sharp friends that we've known for a long time, like Aaron Halterman, of course, who makes a living doing this over at RacingDudes.com. And he and his father have a great podcast where they break down not just horse racing, but every sport. But I will say this as we say hi to Aaron Halterman. I'm not sure somebody's taken the concept of the video and run with it like you have. I mean, you are the Tom Cruise of the family plays. You've got swag. 
you've got a certain cachet about you, and you also were the one that gave Samich the moniker yesterday, <laughs> midlife crisis Samich, when he came on with the backward hat. That was a wild move by Samich, as we say hi to Aaron Halterman. I love Samich so much, and I love when we catch him in those moments where we can give him that kind of crap, and it actually works out because he's such a smooth character, right? There's not many times you can kind of poke fun at the guy. He's always just level, even keel. So when I saw that and you guys were talking about it, I was like, okay, this is my chance to actually get one on Samich. So it was a move. <laughs> I thought about wearing the backwards hat, and I thought, you know what? I can't pull it off, just like he couldn't either. So I didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, Dustin, we had the group chat going last night, and you could tell Samich started off 1-0 and on the night, and he gave the middle finger as the 1 and the dash O because he was still bitter, Dustin, about midlife Samich. But it's like Halterman said, Samich is like Mr. Perfect. He knows everything. He's on top of everything. He's smooth. He doesn't get worked up. So when you have an opportunity, he comes in here looking you know, with the backward hat. You got to crush him. I just love it how he was like, no, I'm doing home improvement, so I had to wear a hat. It's not a hard hat. It's a baseball hat. Like, I don't understand what he was talking about there. He had to wear a hat because you're working around the house. I'm surprised he wasn't swinging a hammer in his hand. But yeah, also slow down, Bob the Builder, okay? <laughs> you're, what, are you hanging a picture? Like, I don't understand what that was all about, Halterman. What well, doesn't make any sense? Like Dustin says, it's like I've I've never said, you know what? I got to do some home improvements today. Let me get my backwards unfitted <laughs> hat on. That was the other thing, guys. It was it was unfitted. It was like the snaps were in the front. It was like, what are you doing? So yeah, I, like I said, you get it. It's so rare that we can actually do this with him. That I mean, it was just like this is gold. Yeah, no, but I've never done that. I've never put on the backwards hat and then you know got the hammer, the nails, anything like that. So I I don't know, guys. I think it's weird to walk around your house in a hat. No one's yes. like no one sees you. It's the point of a hat's to block out the sun. I don't under. No one's gonna see if your hair's messed up. Why are you ever wearing? Oh, there he is. There, and why is it so low? <laughs> so like, low. why are we approaching the eyebrows? <laughs> Who wears a hat like that? This is a. You know what? The more I think about it, this is the biggest disaster on the network. Like, I haven't seen somebody wear a hat like that in my life. The ratio no. of forehead to hair as someone who has an issue with the giant forehead thing, it's being exposed with that hat, with the, whatever that opening is in the back. <laughs> what is like going on with eyebrows, that? Too. <laughs> it, it, dude, is he, it, does he have a, an insecurity about his eyebrows? Because, I mean, what, where, what is happening? The beard looks great. The, the hoodie looks great. <laughs> He's over here with the VEASAN background. Like, everything's on point. Except, and by the way, if he's into home improvement, every time I walk by the beach here in Hermosa Beach, I guess all the kids with their backwards hat on are going to build a house, too. Like, that makes no sense. None. <laughs> Whatever. Good. I hope he gives us more opportunities to clown him. Mr. Perfect there, Mike Samich. You can hear him on the weekends on the handle with Matt Brown. Uh, no, but the videos have been great, so I got to give you credit. And you did pick a plus 170 winner on the ice last night. You said you went one and one, but plus 170, that's a win for everybody. And I mean, that's the whole reason I play those plus money games like that. You go one and one and you make, you know, say you bet $100 on both games. Well, you made 70 bucks. You made 170 and then you lost the 100 on the other one. It's so much better than playing two minus 110 games because then you're down like eight, $9 if you go one and one. So and to me, with my research and, and kind of my tracking my bets, which is always important to track your bets, 
I get the plus money games right just as much as I get the minus 110s, minus 120s right. So I was like, well, let's just go with the, the plus monies. And that's kind of where that whole idea started. No, I absolutely love it. Uh, by the way, any update as we continue here? We're going to get to the plays. You got one, two, three, four. You got five plays tonight. So we've got plenty of time. Any update on convincing your wife to move to Las Vegas? She's convinced, guys. I think it's going to happen. It's just me like wrapping my head around it. You got to understand, I have lived in the same spot for 40 years. I really have never moved. The wife moves. She's moved like a ton, right? So she's bored. She's ready to do it. I think she's all on board with it. It's just getting me to do it. That's I'm, I'm the last domino to fall there, guys. But like I said, I, I think it's going to happen eventually. Maybe not tomorrow, but I, I think it will eventually happen. Big guy, you got a friend coming your way. Oh, please. I need Aaron to move out here. He's the he's the right disposition I need for a friend when I'm going off the rails, three drinks in, telling you how the world should work. He's the one who's just going to support it and just kind of move it along and not push back, not try to argue with me, not get to He's be like, yeah, man, cool. Like, I totally think where you're coming from makes a lot of sense. All right, what's next? I, I will <laughs> say this. I would probably do all that for sure. However... I'm a very bad influence when I start drinking. Oh, I'm just gonna I'll teach you, you about bad influences when you move out here. <laughs> Patrick seen me kind of not really drunk, but kind of. And, he, you know, we I, I like to get other people to do things that I wish I could do, but I don't have the balls to do it. So if I see somebody drunk, I was like, yeah, yeah, do that. You should do that. Yeah, when we were at the Kentucky Derby, I knew Aaron was drunk when one eye was closed and one was open, but he wasn't blinking. It just <laughs> stayed that way. So it was just like, but here's what Aaron does because racingdudes.com, he just wants to put together family plays and bets. So he, we just pool together money and we just start making exotics. That's what we do. Exactly. And get drunk sometimes, <laughs> not on air. Yeah. And it, Hey, by the way, I want to get to the, we're going to start with the Oilers laying a puck and a half tonight. Uh, but let's start here because you and our buddy Jared have made a career off RacingDudes.com. I've mentioned it before. You've written the guide for VSIN, of course, for the Kentucky Derby. If somebody's just getting into the sport, I always encourage them to check out the content at RacingDudes.com. But if they were to get together with their boys or their girls and go to one meet or one track for the year, like get a group together and go, give me a couple of suggestions for those paying attention as far as horse racing. Yeah, number one, without any doubt, in my mind, no debate, Saratoga Racecourse in Saratoga Springs, New York, it is amazing. You don't really have to like racing to go to that track. There's so much going on. First of all, Saratoga Springs is an amazing town. I mean, it, it, it is so much fun. There's so much to do there. But the track itself is unbelievable. It's like a, a, a county fair meets a huge racetrack meets uh, incredible horses. Like all three of those, I've called it heaven for horse races. Saratoga would definitely be number one on the list for me. Uh, out in California, Santa Anita, it's like walking into a movie set. When you walk into Santa Anita and you see that backdrop, guys, it's like, wow, this is this is amazing. Like, I remember the first time being from Missouri when I went out to Santa Anita, I was like, I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> like, it was beautiful. Yeah. Those are the two I think you have to hit up. Well, that's the same experience. Me and the big guy did a broadcast from Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita. And Dustin was just absolutely gobsmacked by the San Gabriel Mountains in the background. It doesn't look real. It looks like you're like at Universal Studios and it's like the painted odd city that's just on like a wall. And you don't realize there's no doorknobs, like there's no there's no building there. It's just these mountains and it's just picturesque. I thought Del Mar was the most overrated place on the planet. Uh, 
I love the city. Well, that's what I was going to say about Del Mar because Bing Crosby started Del Mar with his boys, so they had a place to go from L.A. down near San Diego to party and gamble. Yeah. But you didn't put Del Mar on your list, Halterman. I like it, but I'm kind of—I don't think it's overrated. I'm not going to go that far, but it's—I would rather be at Santa Anita. I, and I'm with Dustin. It just feels like a, you're in a movie on a movie set, right? And you look back there, and it's like this is nuts. Like this is crazy. I, I've never been there when it's raining or anything like that because it, it well, except for this year, it, it just doesn't. Del Mar, it's facing the wrong way. Yes, right. If, <laughs> if, if we got the view because we I remember when I met you, we were standing on the roof in an area we weren't even yeah. supposed to be in. And we were able to look over the side and see the ocean hitting the turf. And you got you got the whole experience. Regular people sitting in the stands get nothing. <laughs> get people's backyards. Yeah. No, you're right. It, 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 and what he's talking about, like the, the track faces like kind of the hills, you know, over off the ocean. But if you turned it, it would literally face the ocean. It's right across the street from the ocean. I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, that would have been perfect. Yeah, the men's bathroom, great view at Del Mar for sure. If, if you want to see a conglomeration of the hottest Instagram models on the planet, go to Del Mar. I will say that, okay? That's a very good spot for that. As we go to break, let's take a look at Samich and how somebody shouldn't wear a hat. Go ahead, throw it up there, boys. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, this week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the DraftKings app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. VSIN, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. We got you back here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back. Of course, Aaron Halchman, RacingDudes.com. He's got a bunch of plays for you. We're going to get to those now. I did want to work in a few from Samich to get started. I'll just give you the plays. So he's got Mercer laying five and a half. I believe you two are on the same play. No. 
Uh, UNLV, Samich is laying five and a half with UNLV. He's taking seven and a half with Colorado State. He does have two more plays, but you got to go sign up. VEASAN.com slash picks to get the other two, but I'll give you those again from Samich. Mercer laying five and a half. UNLV laying five and a half. And Colorado State off the ass whooping this weekend, catching seven and a half. Interesting spot. There's a Somo bomb. Nice job in the back, boys. Appreciate that as we welcome you back. Halterman, let's get started. RacingDudes.com. We'll start with the Oilers laying a goal and a half here. Yeah, big game tonight at Edmonton. The Oilers and the Bruins. This is one, even if you're maybe not just a a fanatical hockey fan, you might watch this one. It's going to be a heck of a game. Two really good teams. I took the Edmonton Oilers minus a goal and a half because the price is 175. I don't really mind laying a goal and a half of the Oilers. Why? Because wow, can they score? They are so good and so talented. Of course, Connor McDavid, but they've got other guys. Dry a great player for them as well. So I don't, I, if I think Edmonton's in a spot where they're going to win, I don't mind laying the goal and a half with them on the flip side with Boston till still a team that I really respect. I want to definitely say that before what I'm going to say next, they're not playing well right now. They had a long uh, homestand and they were not good in that game. They did beat Dallas to end that homestand, but they were not good before that game. Now they go out on the road, first game of a road trip. What a tough spot to go, hey, we're going to go out on the road, and we got to take on the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, definitely after their, their just horrific start, they've been the best team in hockey since. So I'm going to lay the, the goal and a half here with the Oilers. A little plus money Prince play there, Aaron Halterman. Your valley is the Missouri Valley. So let's go there. Missouri State hosting Bradley tonight. Bradley's laying four. He said, I don't care. I don't need the four. I'm going to take the money line. Yeah. I mean, Missouri State, which is about 45 minutes from where I'm sitting right now, they are usually pretty tough in these midweek games at home. You kind of look at Missouri State. You kind of look at Bradley. They're the same type of team, really. I mean, this is going to be a battle. It's going to be a low-scoring game. They're going to play slow. I think in the Missouri Valley, the home team always gets the has kind of the advantage because of the style of basketball. And to me, there's Drake and there's Indiana State in this conference. They're both very good. After that, it's kind of a mishmash. All these teams can kind of beat up on each other. Uh, look, I, I I think today, tonight, I should say, Missouri State as a plus money, you know, a home dog. I think they're going to get it done. I don't want to mess with the points. Give me Missouri State to win this game outright at plus 130. Take the Bears. You know what? I'll do you better. You can take the Bears right now at plus 150. The Prince taking an extra 20 cents. Why not? Big guy, what do you got? Uh, revenge. All three of the games I bet tonight, there's a revenge angle. Drake laying nine and a half against Belmont, same league. You were just talking about they lost by 22 to Belmont at Belmont, and Drake shoots a little bit better from three at home. I like their depth. I like their scoring. We're going to lay it with uh, Drake minus nine and a half, ten is what I got out here. Next game, UNLV. I'm going to lay the six and a half. It's a huge bounce It's a huge bounce hey, back Sorry spot. to interrupt you. Hold on real quick. So Samich laid five and a half this morning. Has it jumped up to six and a half in the market, Dustin? Uh, let me see. I just bet it. So I got, hang on here. I'll uh, tell you right now. It's six. six. We'll, I got we'll six. split the difference. UNLV six. Okay, go ahead. So 
Last game they lost to Reno, rivalry game, actually led at the half and melted down. I like backing a team coming off a mistake like that where they just like lose lose a composure. Uh, lost by 32 to Air Force back in January did UNLV. Now they're taking on uh, Air Force again. And when you look at it, UNLV has five players averaging double digits in scoring. Air Force has lost nine of 10. I just think UNLV is such a better team when you factor in the revenge angle. I like them to cover the six, six and a half. Okay, good job, big guy. We'll go back to the plus money prints. Illinois State, Northern Iowa, even money on Illinois State here, Aaron. Yeah, this is, uh, I really, this is probably my strongest play out of the three. You look at this Illinois State team, they've been up and down, but two games ago, they went on the road and beat Indiana State, who had just been ranked uh, in the top 25 there at number 23. I think I read it was the first time Indiana State had been ranked since Larry Bird, which was crazy to think about. But anyway, uh, they take on a Northern Iowa team that at the first uh, part of the the, the Missouri Valley uh, conference schedule, they look like they were going to be pretty good. They've cooled off a little bit lately, going three and three in their last six games. I just think this kind of favors Illinois State, who's getting hot. They're at home. This is a game they need to win. They're kind of fighting for that conference uh, positioning when they get into the conference tournament there in St. Louis. So give me Illinois State here. I'm not going to mess with the points again. Just give me them straight up to win. Okay, plus 105 on the Redbirds. Boys, I'm going to take you to a funny spot. DePaul is at Marquette. Dustin, why is that funny? Because Marquette... Ranked top five, just went to UConn this weekend and got their doors blown out by 28. So it's a get-right spot for Shaka and Marquette. You take a look at the number, DePaul at Marquette. Marquette's laying 27 and a half. The total is 150 and a half. Now, we mentioned a get-right spot because the Blue Demons, big guy, not very good. 3-22 and 22 straight up. They're 0-14 in conference play. And their win potentially in conference is coming up at home against Georgetown on Saturday. They're going to be looking ahead, but I'm not looking at the number. I'm not interested in laying close to 28 points. The first matchup, these two combined for 159, but DePaul had their offensive breakout of the year scored over a point per possession. That's not going to happen tonight. I expect Marquette to lock down on defense. Look, I don't want to lay the 27 and a half, but I don't trust the 150 and a half. I think that's elevated. I'm going to go under Blue Demons, Golden Eagles, 150 and a half, boys. Uh, DePaul, I couldn't remember. I get them confused with Duquesne. I never know which is which. So while you were doing that, I had to look up and you said it. Three and 22, legitimately the worst team in all of college basketball, probably anywhere. They score, they score about 60 points on the road. I expect this game to go under. You would expect Marquette to cover. I'll just say that. But I expect the game to go under. Marquette's going to be very focused after getting blown out at UConn. Big guy, we come back to you. If you have a play, go for it. But we got to close some tabs yeah. before we get out of here as well. One more quick one. I'm, just, I'm backing Samford minus seven. They're also going to be a team I like in the tournament. Best three-point shooting team in the nation. Bounce back after losing to Mercer. 15-10 and 10 ATS, taking on Furman. 8-15 and 1 ATS. Furman also 3-9 and nine on the road against the spread. So I like Samford minus 7. Okay, I should also mention that Aaron Halterman's got a couple of futures that he's playing as well. We're going to save those for vcin.com slash pick. So you go check out those future plays if you want to have some fun. Big guy, go ahead. Uh, in reference to uh, Dan Hurley's video where he's in Game of Thrones playing the woman, the shame woman, getting yelled at by the crowd, uh, the shame woman in Game of Thrones is played by Hannah Waddingham, who's also 
in Ted Lasso, a show I've been begging Patrick to watch, so I need to know, Aaron, did you watch Ted Lasso, and should Patrick watch it, whether or not you watched it or not? Um, I have been told by many people <laughs> oh to watch it. Oh, my God, it. you guys are the worst. I haven't done it. I haven't watched it. I, and I don't know why, because I love, I love the main character that's in it. I, I think he's hilarious. I haven't watched it. I think we both should watch it, though, Patrick. I, I've heard a lot okay. of good things. Oh, and I do need a little positivity in my life. Sudeikis yeah. being all syrupy. Okay, I'll watch it. We'll text back and forth about me and Aaron. Good one, big guy. What part of happiness do you guys hate? Uh, Mike Palm was on the show earlier. You want to see his appearance? Go back to uh, vsin.com, or you can listen on any podcast platform out there. He said he wrote a letter to Dean Smith, which leads me to a question. Uh, what's a letter? <laughs> he did. No, it's actually a great story. Palm wrote a letter back in the day to the most popular and most important college basketball coach at the time. And he was a literally a random dude in Iowa and Dean Smith hand wrote a letter back to him. And then they started a correspondence. It's a pretty good story. How much do you think a uh, stamp costs today? Halterman. Uh, 48 cents. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say 37, 68. I would, I would, how would I know how much a stamp costs? That's, that was the like, point. I'm old enough to remember when stamps were a thing, and at this point, I wouldn't even know. I, I couldn't even tell you. Wow. No chance. No chance. All right, boys. We got to get out of here. Unless there's one more to close, big guy. UConn, UConn hadn't beat a ranked team since 2014. What happened in 2014? Taylor Swift released her fifth studio album, 1989. We also lost Robin Williams and Joan Rivers. R.I.P. Aaron Halterman, RacingDudes.com. Great to see you. Keep those family play vids coming with your swag. Big guy, tremendous job out of you. All the picks that we gave out today, and there were a lot of them. We left out a few, so make sure you go check out VEASAN.com slash picks. If you want to be a part of Sharp Money Survivor, email us, sharpmoney at VEASAN.com. We'll see you tomorrow. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at pet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.